I bet you would believe me if I told you there is indeed a correlation between relationship building and trust. Especially when the long-term goal is to form a mutually beneficial and sustainable partnership. Getting into shape is certainly a personal commitment to oneself and if you involve a personal trainer in such a process. Arriving at a mutually agreed upon understanding to accomplish progress and prosperity is often a must. And according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, the personal training industry will experience a 15% growth between 2019 and 2029, which is equivalent to adding an estimated 57,600 new trainers within the next decade. The Bureau also estimates that approximately 12.5% of gym goers will utilize the services of a personal trainer, a fitness trainer, or an instructor, which is an increase of demand by a clip of 44% in the last 10 years. This would be welcome news to the ears of my friend, Brett Huderi, who has been a personal trainer for a decade and a half now. He's the co-host of the Health or High Water Podcast and the co-order of Ascend Personal Training. He specializes in movement of our bodies and how they're supposed to move to get the most optimal results out of our health. Huderi brings an interesting perspective to the world of fitness, how we should perceive it in the 21st century, and he places an increased importance on the way we move and how it affects every aspect of our lives. He's also been on the management side of this business which gives him a unique bird's eye view on how the industry has evolved, where it's going, where it's been, and how to stabilize yourself to follow your passion within this industry to live a comfortable and rewarding life. I know I had a great time chatting with Huteri, and I'm excited to share our conversation with all of you right about now. I'm Kevin McShan. Let's have this conversation.
Brad, if you're ready, I'll take a moment to welcome you uh, to the program. And I'm super excited to learn all about the good work that you do to uh, make our little world a healthier place, my friend. Great uh, to see you today, and thank you for a few minutes. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. So, Brad, I'm just curious to uh, start our conversation with sort of a off-the-beaten-path question. So, if I gave you a million dollars, and I said you could spend it on anything you wanted to improve the nation's health. I'm curious, how would you spend the money in one? Um, one million dollars, ooh, okay. Um, well, one million dollars today doesn't go quite as far as it did 10 years ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of impact. Honestly, if you gave me a million dollars, I would, um, start a bigger location so i'm already at i already have my own location to train people at and serve them at um i would invest that uh, million dollars into a facility a state-of-the-art facility um and, and to hire the best professionals in all the different areas so you know the company that i i that we have um, we focus on a lot of different areas of health and wellness, from from physical activity to nutrition to sleep, stress. So with that million dollars, I think what I would do is I'd probably go out and I would get the absolute best people in all the industries so that we could uh, create the, um, the best health facility physically possible for people um, to, to impact as many people as you know, we could. Yeah, just following up on that, Brett, I'm curious to also ask you about your definition of fitness prosperity and what do you think we need to do for everyone to realize the benefits of optimizing their health and really taking advantage of life? Yeah, so our physical, that's a really, really great question. So our physical health is a byproduct of our mental health. Um, I've been a personal trainer for, you know, I've been in the industry for about 14, 15 years now. And uh, the the biggest thing about our physical improvement and performance, it all stems from our mental health. So really, we just have to focus deep on how we can improve our mental health, um, strengthen our community bonds, and help each other develop purpose. Um, and, then, and then we can start to dig into some of the physical aspects as far as like personal training and injury recovery and all those things. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Brent, you've been a, a personal trainer for about a decade and a half now. And, I'm, and you also have a certification through the Red Cross. So I'm curious to ask you, my friend, what do you attribute your passion for the work that you do too. And I know that you've also owned an, or you've been a fitness general manager for uh, a boutique fitness uh, operation as well. So what drives the passion for the work that you do, my friend? Yeah, um, so I studied business management in college. Um, and early on, I knew I did not want to get stuck behind a desk. I, that did not interest me one bit is sitting behind a desk and moving decimal points. Um, I like to talk to people, you know, that's just my personality is I, I like to uh, talk and socialize. And so um, I got certified in personal training because I liked lifting weights originally. And um, that grew over time. And so as I started personal training, I fell in love with, uh, I 
fell in love with um, with uh, basically seeing people change their life and their performance. And to be part of that progress was amazing for me to see that um, that transformation. So that's where I developed a lot of that passion from. Yeah, and, and I don't have to tell you, the fitness industry, my friend, is all about building relationships. So what do you think the key is to building relationships in the fitness industry so that people can trust you when you work for them or with them? Yeah, um, so really it's just about being authentic. You know, I think I think you just have to be genuine in, in what you're doing and your desire to, to make a difference. I think people see through that, the uh, intentions. And uh, right now it's more important than ever than to have a mission. You know, I really have your mission and your story. Um, and, and people really feel that. And then they feel that energy and they want to be a part of that. So, Yeah, and, you know, Brett, I also wanted to ask you about uh, when you work with people, I'm curious, what fascinates you the most when it comes to studying human behavior and the way uh, people uh, react to fitness? Because fitness journeys are different for everybody. So tell me, what fascinates you the most with working with, with a wide variety of people? Yeah, yeah, no, super good question. Um, everybody has a different story, right? We're, we all have our own struggles, whether it's recovering from addiction or maybe we're dealing with a, a mental illness or maybe a physical illness. So we're all coming from a different uh, perspective on, on why we're using fitness. But fitness is the vehicle in which that we can change everything. So it's a way, it's a way for us to improve our, our physical performance and our bodies and our aesthetics, but really it's a way and a chance for us to, to address these difficult challenges that we each individually have in life. Um, and uh, that's kind of what fascinates me is how, how broad this category is. It's not one specific thing. In order to be a great wellness practitioner, you have to come at it from so many different angles. And so for me, there's no end to learning. I'm always a student of this game. I love learning. I love the opportunity to, to continue to become better. I've been in this industry since I've been out of college, and I will never get out of it. I love it, um, and this will always be a part of my life, though I know it'll change over time. I'm just following my passion and following my interests. Yeah, so what are you most fa fascinated to continue to learn about, my friend? Yeah, right now, addiction recovery. Um, so that goes through uh, not only drug addiction, um, but uh, food addiction, uh, nicotine addiction, alcoholism. Um, you know, addiction is uh, any pathological relationship we have with a mind-altering experience that has life-damaging consequences, right? So it could be anything. Um, I'm fascinated by how we can actually recover from these obsessive behaviors and then find meaning in our life um, and really be, you know, a force in, in the community for good. Yeah, and, you know, Brett, I firmly believe that when we talk about fitness and moving the needle forward uh, in that respect, I really believe it's a personal accountability for yourself and really, really putting it, your own emphasis on your own personal fitness because it's important to, for people to make fitness a priority if they want to extend their lives, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, they got to they got to find a way to make it a priority. You know, I find as a personal trainer, I, I find people a lot of times say they don't have time to exercise. Right? How many times have you heard that where somebody says, "I don't, I just don't have time in the day," um, and that that doesn't make sense because. Your mental health and your physical health are, are what give you the opportunities to make an impact in your community. Um, so, so that really doesn't make sense. So we all have to make time um, in whatever capacity to, to better our mental health and our physical health. Yeah, I'll give you a great example. So, Brett, I don't know how much uh, research you did on me, buddy, but I was born with what's called uh, spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. simply means that I don't have enough oxygen uh, to uh, walk normally. So I was actually told, Bunny, at the age of nine that I wouldn't be able to walk for the duration of my life because of the severity of my uh, disability. But one of the uh, uh, mantras, I guess, that I live my life by is always active. So I always try to challenge myself to be at least 10 minutes active every day, no matter how busy my schedule gets. So tell me about how practical it is to stay active if we're really committed to it, because it, it can't be done if we're committed to it, can it? Yeah, yeah. So no, your story, I did read about your story. And, you know, that's part of the reason why I was excited for this is because is you've you've done some incredible stuff and just reading about it and seeing, you know, the podcast and all the great information you've put out. Um, it was, it was inspiring. Right. Um, and yeah, you have to, you have to find that 10 minutes a day, right? It doesn't have to be an extraordinary amount of time, but you know, as well as I do, that if you have a vision and you have a goal, you got to break it down into steps. And so, you know, that 10 minutes a day may turn into 15, may turn into 20, and that's how we get closer to our goals is just small incremental change. Yeah, absolutely. So moving uh, forward, Brett, I, I'm curious to ask you, if I was to uh, pose the question to you, as what do you think your most impactful moment in your life has been to date? What, what would you say has been your most uh, impactful moment in your life to this point in your journey, Bonnie? Um, no, that's a good question. Most impactful. Honestly, like, I don't mean to cop out on the answer. I've had so many impactful moments. Um, I would say the biggest impactful moments are when, when I see people I'm working with make huge strides or where they recognize the accomplishments that they have achieved. That's huge for me. That's For me, those are impactful moments. Um, and then personally, for me, it's when I accomplish a goal. Um, uh, one of them was, you know, I had an early goal when I was early on in high school about, you know, being a, in wrestling, being the most valuable wrestler. And, and I remember winning that, working hard for many years and winning an award and just the feeling it gave me of accomplishment. Um, starting my music business was a huge accomplishment for me and, and, and seeing that grow. And then starting this business uh, was an enormous, uh, impactful moment for me. Um, so really, there's just been a lot of them along the journey of this, and uh, each one of them is significant to me, and, I, and it makes a difference. Yeah, and uh, Brad, I didn't, I didn't realize that you were into music, buddy. So tell me, what uh, are some of your most passionate uh, sort of connections to music, and why do you love it so much? 
Yeah, no, so I started playing music at my sister's wedding about, gosh, it was 15 years ago, and then uh, her friend asked me if I could perform her wedding, and, I, and she asked me what I would charge, and I was like, uh, I don't know, charge? 30 bucks? I didn't know. That was what started my music career, um, and then since then, I've performed for Amstel Light, I've performed for the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Zoo. Um, I was the very first person to perform at the Pfizer Forum for the grand opening VIP party for the Milwaukee Bucks new arena. Um, I've performed across the country, uh, and I put a band together. I've had three or four bands, uh, and I still play today. So there have been a lot of, lot of uh, development on that journey as well. Yeah, and it helps you find your inner center when everything is uh, coming in on you. I think music is is a great way to ground ourselves, isn't it? Oh, gosh. Music, music is, we're so, people and humans in general are so tied to music. We are music ourselves. And so the study of music, um, when you start to study music and you're passionate about it, you see the similarities between us and our relationships that we develop and the harmonies we create and the negative harmonies too, right? Um, uh, and the melody and the counter melody. And so the, everything in music is us as people. So it's a fascinating study, and, and I feel absolutely grateful and blessed to, to be part of that. Yeah, Brett, as a personal trainer, I'm also uh, wondering your thoughts on what frustrates you the most from a fitness perspe perspective that people consume in, in terms of information and I guess if you had a megaphone and you could stop one sort of misinformation trend in the fitness industry, what would that be in one? Um, so it would probably be just uh, disingenuity. Uh, so like, uh, you know, companies prioritizing profits over their service. So right now, I, I love the I love the opportunities we've created in this country, um, opening a business and being self-sustainable. But I hate and I despise um, the prioritization of profits over service. And so you see that a lot in the fitness industry. You see a lot of companies that prioritize the numbers of it. And people are more than numbers. We're more than that. Uh, and so um, my goal is to focus more on what we're giving, quality of service, uh, to the customer and to our clients and to the people we work with over how much we're making and how much money we're able to, you know, put into our bank accounts. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to that point, Brett, you know, I firmly believe that life is about, you know, maximizing opportunities in every aspect of our lives. So what do you think it means to maximize opportunities from a fitness perspective to really optimize uh, the, the amount of attention that we place on our hands. Yeah, maximizing, maximizing opportunities. Um, I, you know, I, the first thing I think about is just meeting people. Honestly, if you're, if, if you're, um, if you're set on meeting new people and you're okay with that, um, whether it be new trainers or new gyms or new groups or whatever it is, maximizing opportunities is about networking with other people. There are amazing people out there that have so much knowledge that you don't have and that I don't have and that we all have. So really maximizing your opportunities is about forming better connections with people 
in the community, especially in the fitness community. And from that, we learn and we can share ideas. Um, and that's really the biggest thing, I think. You, you know, Brett, there's a sign in my office that says life is a constant game of networking, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> it's the lifeblood of being an entrepreneur, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, absolutely. And, Brett, I know that you've been an entrepreneur for a very long time, my friend. So I'm fascinated to get your perspective on what it means to uh, run a sustainable business as a fitness entrepreneur. What does that mean to you? Uh, Repeat that question one more time. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I'm just wondering from a business perspective, What's the key to being sort of sustainable from a business perspective when you're a fitness entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. Because it it can be different from regular business from time to time. So I'm wondering your thoughts on what's the key to being sustainable as a fitness entrepreneur? Yeah, so you got to follow your listen. You got to follow your passion. You know, you have to you have to find something that makes you excited to get up in the morning. If it becomes a job, you're gonna lose you're gonna lose patience with it you're, because it's a labor. It really is love. Like you got to put a lot of love into what you do to make it successful as an entrepreneur, and especially in the fitness industry. The fitness industry is a very hard industry to be in, right? So you have to follow your passion, and as your passions change. Um, and your interests change, like maybe you're a shoulder specialist and now you want to work on hips or you want to get into addiction recovery. If you're passionate about it, you're going to put the energy and love into it and it's going to show through in your work. If you're not passionate about it, people will feel that. They'll, they'll know that you don't love what you do and they're not going to want to follow you. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, Brett, one of the uh, side effects of my disability is that my muscles... Uh, can track faster than most pe- pe- people because I don't have enough oxygen, right? So I, I wanted to ask you about making uh, a concerted effort for movement and how important movement is from a fitness perspective because it's everything when you move, right? Because it can affect all aspects of your life and behaviors as well. So it's important to move, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, movements, motion creates emotion, right? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I'm a movement specialist. That's kind of what I specialize in is uh, moving properly. So, you know, understanding how our joints are supposed to move. Um, and um, and then there's just movement in general. It's just get, is getting out there and, and moving throughout the day for sure. So our bodies were designed to move and to have all these abilities. And so when we sit on the couch for an extended period of time, or we're sitting down and we're not, you know, and that's our weekly habit, we're telling our body that, hey, this is my lifestyle, right? And that's not what we want. We want to create movement. We want to create emotion. We want to create opportunities. So really my specialty is finding out how to move and then structuring the movement and moving better. So it's a two-part thing. Yeah, and, and tell me about uh, being in great shape and how it could really impact our level of energy and enthusiasm to contribute to the rest of the world. Because if you're in great shape, you'll have 
more more energy to accomplish. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, a lot of that's a really good question you're at. That's, I mean, first of all, all these questions are so good. Uh, that's a really good question because how many people do you know, right, that think that getting in great shape is the answer to all their problems, right? So it is, but what we find is that getting, when you really feel strong about your body, right, it's not being looking at it and being and going, oh, I look great. It's about the discipline you develop, right? That's where, that's where the happiness comes in and the discipline that you develop from, from this. So the biggest thing about being in shape is, is, is all the qualities along the way, discipline, hard work, work ethic, consistency. Those are what you get from being in great shape. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Brad, I know that you're uh, an inventive speaker and uh, you're a sports enthusiast too, my friend. So I'm fascinated yeah. to ask you as an old uh, sports reporter because I originally went to school to become a sports reporter. And how do you define adventure, my friend, and why do you love sports so much? Uh, I love the competition. I, I didn't know you were a uh, sportscaster. That's uh, that's awesome. Um that's really cool. I uh, So I love competition. I think competition, when it's done correctly, is one of the best things the world could have um, when it's done correctly. So, you know, competing against yourself even um, and your own performance as well. Um, so adventure really, adventure really is just taking on a challenge and, and, and accomplishing that goal, whether it be a long hike or starting a business or learning an instrument, whatever it is. Um, that's accomplishment, and, and that's so tied to our physiology of our body uh, about accomplishing things in general. So that's why, I, that's why I'm passionate about it. It keeps our brain healthy and young. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think if you're in great shape, it can also provide you a competitive advantage in life. Would you agree with that? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, you're in, if you're in great shape, you got the confidence. Um, to tackle life's problems, you have the discipline, the self-worth, uh, you have the consistency, um, you know, you're eating correctly, you're, you're, you're just forming great habits. And so you have a leg up on every single person out there if you're in great shape. Yeah, and you know, as we end our conversation today, my friend, I'm curious to ask you two more questions. And the first is, well, when you're by yourself or... or within a group of friends or, or family, how do you define prosperity and joy? Man, these are such great questions. So prosperity and joy for me is the ability to be 100% present in the moment. We spend a lot of our lives thinking about the future with goals and aspirations and sometimes anxiety. And we spend a lot of our time in the past with depression and regretfulness and and grief and all those things. So really prosperity is defined by the ability to be completely present in the moment and the ability to show and receive love. Yeah, and my final question this afternoon, Brett, has to do with your own personal and professional legacy and how you want your legacy to be defined. Yeah, so I'd like my legacy to, to be defined as my impact and my mission. Um, I, I, I want to focus less on myself, um, and I want to always focus on other people and helping them achieve their mission and their goal. I think that's the greatest way that, that I could ever be remembered is, is that, hey, he helped me achieve this. That's how I find my self-worth. 
Um, and then that's how we pass the buck along down the road. And that's how we spread all, all, all great awareness in our communities. So hopefully I can see that mission through. Yeah, life is about paying it forward, isn't it? It is, 100%, my friend. Absolutely. And Brad, finally, tell me if people want to get connected with the good work that you do, my friend. What's the best way they can do that? Yeah, so uh, again, Brett Hutari, um, my business is called Ascend Performance Training. You can find me on ascendperformancetraining.com. Um, all my information is on, on there, and we're on all the social media platforms at Ascend Performance Training. Or you can listen to our podcast on Health or High Water for all your fitness content. Yeah, well, tell me about the podcast just before we get out of here, my friend. What is, what, what is it all about? And if people tune in to it, what? Can they expect to hear or listen to my friend? Yeah. So yeah. So our uh, our mission here is to spread, is to interview and, and get connected with the the uh, best health professionals in the industry, from doctors to uh, life coaches to naturopaths to physiotherapists. You name it. All the best of the best. We want to bring them on the podcast, and we want to have in engaging, tough discussions about industry industry trends about um you know uh follies in the industry about the best practices so really we're just trying to bring the best health content possible to the listeners well fabulous my friend i want to thank you for uh dedicating your life to making sure that we all optimize our health and fitness potential your work in the space and time on my behalf this afternoon is most appreciated, and I want to thank you for engaging in conversation and answering my questions. It's most appreciated, my friend. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm glad to be on here.